Welcome to the Abundant Life Church Sermon of the Week. Get ready for your life to be changed by today's message from Pastor Jeremiah Hosmer. Now I want you to go in your Bibles to Romans chapter 6. Romans chapter 6 today. Thank you, Jesus. Um, and then we're just going to teach for a little while. And, uh, and then after that, we're going to begin to water baptize people. And can I ask you today, I mean, now, if you've got to go, if you've got to leave and go to work, I completely understand. And let me say this. Thank you so much for being here today. I appreciate uh, those of you that do have to leave and go, go to work that you take it uh, so serious to, to come and attend the house of God. I appreciate that so much. Uh, so I understand if you need to go. But, but if you don't have to go to work, let, I want you to stay today. And let's celebrate. Let's celebrate with some people who are being water baptized this morning. Amen. It's important. It's important. Now think about this. The Bible says that we're to do unto others as we would have them to do unto us. Amen. And the Bible, the Bible also says this, that we're to prefer our brothers and sisters even before ourselves. Amen. So I want you to think about when you got water baptized, if half the church walked out while you were being water baptized. What would that feel like? How would you perceive that? Well, we got brothers and sisters this morning that are going to go enter into the waters of baptism this morning. And some of them for uh, first time, some of them, are, they've recommitted their lives to the Lord. Some of them are just celebrating what God's done in their life over the past four or five weeks. And they would love, I know from personal experience, they would love for you to celebrate with them in that moment. Amen. And so can y'all receive that in the name of the Lord this morning? I thank you so much for that. And, uh, you know, that just goes on top of the teaching last week I did on love, you know, and, and, and how we're to love our brothers and sisters. And when we can get that, I'm telling you, perfect love cast out all fear. And this is what the Bible says. He says, he says, let me show you a more excellent way. Y'all want to know what the excellent way is? The excellent way is to love your brothers and sisters. Come on, somebody. It's to love your brothers and sisters. Even if you don't like them. God didn't tell you you got to like everybody. Come on, Aunt. do I got any witness in the house this morning? God didn't say you got to like everybody, but, but he said, if you're mine, you got to love them. Amen. And so let's express and show our love to our brothers and sisters this morning. And let's celebrate with them here in a little while. And uh, when, if you see them after the church service, walk up, high five them, give them a hug. And just say, man, you, you, you were such a blessing this, this morning to me to watch you in the waters of baptism. Somebody shout hallelujah. Romans chapter 6 verse 1. What shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? Certainly not, says the Holy Ghost. How shall we who died to sin live any longer in it? Or do you not know that as many of us as were baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? Therefore, we were buried with him through baptism into death that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in the newness of life. 
For if we have been united together in the likeness of his death, certainly we also shall be in the likeness of his resurrection. You ought to shout amen to that right there. Knowing this, that our old man was crucified with him, that the body of sin might be done away with, that we should no longer be slaves of sin. Hallelujah. For he who has died has been freed from sin. Hallelujah. Watch this. Now, if we died with Christ, we believe that we shall also live with him. Knowing that Christ, having been raised from the dead, dies no more. Death no longer has dominion over him. For the death that he died, he died to sin once for all. But the life that he lives, he lives to God. Likewise, you also reckon yourselves to be dead, indeed to sin, but alive to God in Christ Jesus our Lord. Therefore, do not let sin reign in your mortal body that you should obey it and its lust. And do not present your members as instruments of unrighteousness to sin, but present yourselves to God as being alive from the dead and your members as instruments of righteousness to God. Hallelujah. For sin shall not have dominion over you. For you are not under the law, but you are under grace. Give God a praise for that right now. Let's take a few moments and let's hear from the, what the Lord wants to say in this. Father, today, what a great day for so many to enter into the waters of baptism. Lord, I've sensed your overwhelming love and presence on this house all morning. And Father, I thank you for your goodness, for your grace. I thank you, Lord, for second chances, third chances, fifth chances, tenth chances. I just thank you, God. And so this morning, as we open this word and teach on it, Grant revelation to your dear people. Bless them, Father. Give them the eyes to see and the ears to hear. Give us all a heart to obey. I pray, O oh Lord, in the name of Jesus, that even as the word is being taught and preached today, that miracles would break out, that signs and wonders would come. Lord, that you would take the prodigals that are present today and just woo them unto yourself that you'll just bring them on closer to you, God, and that they would sense that perfect love because perfect love cast out all fear. And I thank you for it today in the mighty name of Jesus. Now look upon my availability, God, and not my ability. And I pray today that your perfect will would be done and that your kingdom would come on earth as it is in heaven. In the name of Jesus, I thank you and I give you praise. And the house said, amen. Hey, can you give God some praise before you're seated today? Amen. Hallelujah. 
I want to take a few moments today. I'm not going to take too much of your time. I don't think so. Um, but I am going to leave it up to the Lord. But I want to take a, a, some time to, to teach and, and dive into a little bit of water baptism. Now, let me just say this this morning. Some of you might be saying, well, I know everything there is to know about water baptism. Well, I said the same thing. But how many of you know you have not exhausted the revelation of God when it comes to his word? There is something for every one of us to grab. So if you, so if you just said, I already know about water baptism, pastor, I wish you'd preach on something I already know. Well, I need you to kind of like recount that statement, check your heart and then catch back up right quick <clears throat> so that we can get what God has to say today. Because th this is one thing I do want to say, and I don't know how it is. I don't know how it is in the North and in the West, and in, but, but here in the South, can, can I just speak to you for a moment? Here in the South, water, water baptism means so many different things. And uh, it, it, many times uh, water baptism, many times people get water baptized just so they can please grandmama. Come on, somebody. Am I telling the truth or am I not? Uh, many times people get water baptized because water baptized mom and daddy said, well, if you get water baptized, we'll give you this. And, and listen, we, we water baptize young children here, so I'm not trying to put, I'm not trying to say that there is something wrong with that. I'm trying to say that I think the church has missed, okay, two of the holy ordinances of the church is holy communion and water baptism. We call, we call them ordinances of the church, okay? So that means that just as holy as communion is, so is water baptism. And sometimes we look at water baptism as, okay, yeah, you know, they, they done got saved. They went down, so let's get them water baptized. And, let's just, and God's saying, hold on, hold on. You lack some revelation. You lack some revelation because when you get a revelation of what's happening in that water, you'll realize that when you go down and when you come back up, something has changed. When you get a revelation of what is, what is happening right there, just as we just came before the table of the Lord and just as you prepared your heart to come before the table of the Lord and just as you received something from God and just as you felt that holy presence come in your life, so that is happening in that water. It is one of the holy ordinances of the church. It is water baptism. Now, so, so I want you to understand something today of what's happening right here. And so and I, the other thing I want you to also understand is, is this right here. Is that when the, in, in, the, in the New Testament church, in the church, the first church, let me say it like this, for the first hundred years of the church, when you got water baptized, you signed your death certificate. When you said yes to Jesus and you said, I want to go into the waters of baptism. In many cases, they, the, 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 the baptism service would be done in a public place. Not in a church because there were no churches at that time. There were synagogues 
and they didn't want the believers in them. So they would bring you out into a public place and there would be water and all the believers would come around. They'd be celebrating, but guess what? All the religious people and all the people who hated Christians and all the people who wanted to kill Christians, they came and they stood around the pool at the same time and they turned around and said, yep, I see so-and-so and they are part of the way and yes, I see so-and-so and they're part of the way and yes, I got that. They got water baptized and they signed their death certificate. This was more than just some little activity in the church. This was saying, I am his and I am willing to tell the whole world that Jesus is my savior and I have been raised from death to life and I am a new creation. Hallelujah. That's what this was. And so I want you to go to Galatians chapter three. We're gonna come back. We're gonna come back to uh, Romans six in just a little while. I want you to go to Galatians three today. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. The Bible says in Galatians three and verse 26 today, the Bible says, for you are all sons of God. You can just say children of God right there. Through faith in Christ Jesus, for as many of you as were water baptized into Christ have put on Christ. Hallelujah. There is neither Jew nor Greek. There is neither slave nor free. There is neither male nor female. You are all one in Christ. And you, if, and if you are Christ, then you are Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. Did you just hear what the Bible said? The Bible said, listen, when you have put on Christ, when you go down into those waters of baptism, you have put on Christ and you have taken off every other and any other identity to anybody else or you or the world has placed on you, when you go down in that water and you come up, you are now identified as part of the body of Christ and you are now a part of the church. You put on Christ. Hallelujah. And you take off every other identity. You take off every other identity. You take a, you put off every identity the world has placed on you. Hallelujah. You listen, you take off the identity of whether you're rich or whether you're poor. You take off the identity of whether you're black or whether you're white or whether you're yellow or whether you're purple. You take off the identity of whether you're American or whether you're not American. You are now a part of the kingdom of the most high God and that takes precedence over every area of your life. Hallelujah. You put on Christ. You put on Jesus. Glory be to God. And that's what he's saying. There's neither Jew nor Greek. There's neither, he goes through all this. He said, that's not your identity anymore. Now let's go to Matthew 28. Hallelujah. Some of you, some of you are struggling to operate in Bible study this morning. It's okay, we're gonna get you there. Hallelujah, Matthew 28. Listen to what the Bible says in verse 19. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things that I've commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even to the ends of the age. Water baptism is a sign of being a disciple or becoming a disciple of Jesus Christ. 
Hallelujah. I struggle with folk don't want to get in the water. This is not, this is not to bring any condemnation. I struggle with people don't want to get in the water. Because I, God did not call me to make a convert. He did not call me to try to make a member of a church. He called us to make disciples of all nations. Hallelujah. And the waters of baptism. It is a sign that you are a disciple and that you're becoming a disciple. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. He said, so go and baptize them. Go and, go and make disciples of all nations. Let's go over to 1 Peter chapter 3. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, ain't you glad you brought your Bible? Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Or whatever you're reading it from today. Amen. 1 Peter chapter 3 and verse 18. For Christ also suffered once for sins the just for the unjust, that he might bring us to God being put to death in the flesh, but made alive by the spirit, by whom also he went and preached to the spirits in prison who formerly were disobedient when once the divine long suffering waited in the days of Noah while the ark was being prepared in which a few, that is eight souls were saved through what? Now listen, he, he makes it very clear. Now, there is also an antitype which now saves us baptism, not the removal of filth of the flesh. Let me stop. Baptism does not save you. Baptism is the sign that you are saved. It's the evidence, but it does not save you. There are people that teach that, that you ain't saved until you water baptized. We got some issues in scripture if you believe that. It does not save you. It is a sign that you have been saved. And it's clear right here. It says that it's not the removal of the filth of the flesh, but watch this, but the answer of a good conscience towards God through the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Baptism is your response to God from a clean conscience. When you got born again, you responded to God, but you responded not with a clean conscience. How do I know that? Because the blood had to clean your conscience. So the conviction of God came on you and you walked down responding to God, but you, are, you have not been saved yet. And you walk down and say, Lord, I want to make you the Lord of my life. Forgive me of my sins. Now the blood hits you and cleanses your conscience. Water baptism is a response to God after you've been born again from a clean conscience. The Bible says the blood of bulls and goats could not, could not, could not cleanse the conscience of man, but what it was weak in, the blood of Jesus came, and I'm so glad that it just did not make me right with him, but it cleansed my conscience. Oh, hallelujah. How many are glad for a cleansed conscience? Glory be to God. The blood of Jesus cleansed your conscience. Baptism is a response from a clean conscience. Hallelujah. Let's go over to Romans chapter six now. Let me, 
Let me teach a little bit from there. Praise the Lord. I want to I say something to you. It's a little bit of a tongue twister, but it's just how I heard it in the spirit. And I want you to write it down. And as you think about it, you're, you're going to realize that it's, it's definitely true. And we're going to teach from Romans 6 here. We are living dead people who have been raised from death to life. We are living dead people who have been raised from death to life. Now, it sounds like I'm contradicting myself, but I'm not. Because Romans says, if you have died to sin, then you are now alive in God. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. And it's not I who live, but it's Christ who lives in me, the hope of glory. Glory be to God. Thank you, Jesus. Now watch this. The Bible says here, for he who has died has been freed from sin. Now, if we died with Christ, we believe that we also shall live with him. Knowing that Christ, having been raised from the dead, dies no more. Death no longer has dominion over him. For the death that he died, he died to sin once and for all. And in the life that he lives, he lives to God. And the Bible says, likewise. In other words, you need to understand that what Christ did right here is what's happening right here in water baptism. That when you go down in that water and when you come up out of that water, the dead man stays down. We drown him, hallelujah. We drown that dead man. And we raise that dead, that live, that alive man up to life. This is what happens in your life. When you follow the Lord in water baptism, glory be to God. Thank you, Jesus. As many as were baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death. That means you died. Look at your name and say, have you died yet? I don't know if this message is a very popular message in today's time right now, but it's very needed. Have you died yet? Or are you, I'm making a very clear distinction, are you still alive? Because if you're still alive, then Christ is not alive in you. Christ enters in after you have died. Oh, glory be to God. Now, let's go one more place and then we're gonna, we're gonna step into this time of water baptism. Matthew chapter three. Matthew chapter three today. Hallelujah. Matthew 3 and verse 17, I mean, I'm sorry, verse 13. Jesus came from Galilee to John at the Jordan to be baptized by him. Let that sink in for a minute. 
And John tried to prevent him saying, I need to be baptized by you and you are coming to me. And Jesus answered and said to him, permit it to be so now for thus it is fitting for us to fulfill all righteousness. Then he allowed him. And when he had been baptized, Jesus came up immediately from the water and behold, the heavens were open to him and he saw the spirit of God descending like a dove and alighting upon him. And suddenly a voice came from heaven saying, this is my beloved son in whom I am. What? Well pleased. Well pleased. Well pleased. Hallelujah, well pleased. Water baptism is one of the first acts of obedience to the Lord. It is one of the first acts of obedience to the Lord. Now, how was this obedience for Christ? That's the question right now. How was it obedience for Christ? Because Christ is being baptized by John the Baptist and John the Baptist came bringing baptism, baptism unto repentance. But Christ never sinned. So what was the water baptism? What is happening right here? This is about to help somebody today because some of you are so afraid of what somebody might think of you if you get into a tank one more time that is holding you back. And what you need to understand is that Jesus walked in front of everybody and said, I could give a rip about what any of you think. I want to do what is pleasing to my father. I don't care. Don't really matter. I want to do what is pleasing to my father. And so watch this now. Let, I'm going to take you through a, a, a process of thought and then we're going we're to be done. In the time that Jesus is about to step in ministry, we have somebody by the name of Caiaphas. Caiaphas is the high priest of the time. But Caiaphas is not the high priest according to the order of God. He is the high priest according to the order of Rome. Because Rome didn't like uh, some Rome didn't want somebody that God put in because it did not say they were in charge. So Rome comes in and says, we're going to put the man in charge, the high priest in charge that's going to do what we say do. And so they take Caiaphas and they put him as the high priest. We've got an ch- issue here though, because God don't care what Rome does. It does not change what the Lord thinks. It does not change his order. The real high priest of that time was not Caiaphas, it was John the Baptist. Because Zacharias was the highest, he was the high priest, and you can see that in Luke chapter one, and it was to flow down to his son. It was to go to his son. Now John the Baptist is the son of Zacharias. So what is happening when Jesus comes to John the Baptist in the Jordan to be water baptized? It is more than just setting an example it is more that is what he's doing but it's more than that it is it is more than just trying to have a religious duty it is more than any of that there is something very profound that is happening when the high priest let's stay with me now when the high priest the, the, the godly high priest the one God set in order when he was in his seat one of his duties was this to inspect and to and to select the sacrificial lamb 
the high priest they brought, they would bring a lamb to him and he had to look over it. He had to make sure it was with, I feel the Holy Ghost, without spot, without blemish, without nothing wrong to it with it. And so in this time, here's John the Baptist baptizing people in Jordan. He looks up and he says, behold the lamb of God. He says, this is the sacrificial lamb. He said, I don't know about anybody else, but I know this one is without spot. It's without blemish. It's without sin. And he will take the sins of the world on himself. Behold the lamb of God. This is what's going on right here. But there was one other thing that had to happen by the religious or by the priest, the high priest at that time for there to be a a passing on to another high priest. Three things had to happen. Jesus was not the high priest. Jesus was the great high priest. However, there had to be a passing on from the order of the high priest because God had already set it in place. So three things had to happen. And you can find this in the Torah. You can find it when Moses brings Aaron and his sons. One of the things that had to happen was that Moses would grab the water and he would wash the priest. The other thing that had to happen is he would take the oil and he would anoint the priest. The other thing that had to happen is he would walk the priest out in front of everybody and make an announcement, this is the high priest. When Jesus is water baptized, though there's the washing of water, the Holy Ghost comes on him and anoints him, and God says, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. Hallelujah. He said, this is what's happening right here. This is not just some religious duty. You ain't going down in some dirty water and coming up because we want to do this for church. You are following after the great high priest. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. So today in just a few minutes, as people are being lined up and to come and get in this tank. With this revelation, you need to understand that things are different. Oh, glory be to God. That people are dying, but yet being raised to life. Oh, glory. Y'all ought to give the Lord a hand clap for that right there. People are dying, yet being raised to life. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. This is why Jesus says, John, don't trip. Let's do this, man. Because we have to fulfill what? All righteousness. There's an order that has to take place, John. And we have to do it. And after Jesus does it, we see the three things 
that, that, that the stamp of God, this is my beloved son. We do not hear this until that. This is my beloved son. Water baptism is one of the first acts of obedience. So today, if you're sitting there saying, man, I don't know what people are gonna think. Can I ask you, just can I ask you one question? Did they die for you? Did they save you? Have, have, have they made you new? Are they coming back for you? Did they give you the Holy Ghost? Hallelujah. It's like what I preached last night. Did, did they come to you and say, give me your past and I'll give you your future? I mean, now if they did, we need to know about them because we need to worship them. But they didn't. They didn't. Only Jesus has done this. And so today, not only are you going to see people water baptized, but there's some of you, you've never entered the waters of baptism or since you've been made new in Christ. Let me say this. You might have entered it when you were seven years old so you could get a popsicle at the popsicle stand when you went home after church Sunday. But it didn't mean nothing. And the spirit of the Lord is saying, hey, you, come on. Let's go down in the water. <clears throat> You're gonna see some people not only do that, but there's some people, listen, there's some people that are saved, they love the Lord, but God has done something so radical in their lives over the past four or five weeks that the Holy Ghost has compelled them to go down into the waters of baptism. Hallelujah. And so we're gonna celebrate with them today because God is doing so much in this, in this time and God is doing so much in the lives of people. And so we're gonna give God praise, amen. Come on, bow your heads. You can clap and bow your heads all over this place. We pray you were blessed by today's message. For more content and to get to know us better, download our app at AbundantLifeChurch.com.